I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Hey guys, I am stuffy today, and I'm sorry the episode is coming out late, but you know, here it is. Um, So I'm going to read The Parable of the Madman by Frederick Nietzsche. He is an atheist. Uh, This is where the phrase, God is dead, comes from. Um, And so I figure I'll read it to you guys if you haven't heard it, and then talk a little bit about it at the end. Um, So here it goes. Have you not heard of the madman who lit a lantern in the bright morning hours, ran to the marketplace, and cried incessantly, I seek God, I seek God. As many of those who did not believe in God were standing around just then, he provoked much laughter. Has he got lost, asked one. Did he lose his way like a child, asked another. Or is he hiding? Is he afraid of us? Has he gone on a voyage, emigrated? Thus they yelled and laughed. The madman jumped into their midst and pierced them with his eyes. Whether is God, he cried, I will tell you. We have killed him, you and I. All of us are his murderers, but how did we do this? How could we drink up the sea? Who gave us the sponge to wipe away the entire horizon? What were we doing when we unchained this earth from its sun? Whether is it moving now? Whether are we moving away from all suns? Are we not plunging continually, backward, sideward, forward, in all directions? Is there still any up or down? Are we not straying as through an infinite nothing? Do we not feel the breath of empty space? Has it not become colder? Is not night continually closing in on us? Do we not need to light lanterns in the morning? Do we hear nothing as yet of the noise of the grave diggers who are bearing God? Do we smell nothing as yet of the divine decomposition? Gods, too, decompose. God is dead. God remains dead, and we have killed him. How shall we comfort ourselves, the murderers of all murderers? What was holiest and mightiest of all that the world has yet owned has bled to death under our knives? Who will wipe this blood off us? What water is there for us to clean ourselves? What festivals of atonement? What sacred game shall we have to invent? Is not the greatest of this deed too great for us? Must we ourselves not become gods simply to appear worthy of it? There has nothing been a greater deed, and whoever is born after us for the sake of this deed, he will belong to a higher history than all history hitherto. Here the madman fell silent and looked again at his listeners. They too were silent and stared at him in astonishment. At last he threw his lantern on the ground, and it broke into pieces and went out. I have come too early, he said then. My time is not yet. This tremendous event is still on its way, still wandering. It has not yet reached the ears of men. Lightning and thunder require time. The light of the stars requires time. Deeds, though done, still require time to be seen and heard. This deed is still more distant from them, the most distant stars, and yet they have done it themselves." It has been related further that on the same day the madman forced his way into several churches and there struck up his requiem eternum deo, let out and called to count. He is said always to have replied, nothing but. What after all are these churches now, if they are not, the tombs and sepulchres of God? End quote. End of the story. End of the parable. Um, And you might be wondering what requiem eternum deo which man these pronunciations are killing me uh which just means eternal rest to god so he's declaring god is dead um and basically what he was doing in this parable is talking about nihilism which is there's no purpose there's no meaning to life um there's no god there's no good and evil these are all restrictions placed in man there's no point and uh, he was saying, hey, you know, society's not ready to hear this. Um, so if you study about Frederick Nietzsche a bit, 
which we did for my class, um, you'll see that he is one of many people who uh, just believe that you should be pretty much your own God. Um, you shouldn't live for any other purpose for but for yourself. And so he believed in abolishing everything that would limit you to do that. Um, which if you look at our society and our world now, you'll see that we don't want restrictions put on us. I know that's human nature anyway. That's the sinful flesh. Uh, but people really ignoring the conscience that God gives us um, to, to feel wrong and right, to seek what might be more. Because, you know, God and his creation, everything that he's put around us, we're without excuse, right? Um, but when you really sit in your sinful flesh and you really start embracing all these things, and now it's, you know, we're redefining words. We're looking at things as not wrong or right anymore. It just is, you know, as long as it makes you happy. And he believed that, uh, you know, I think I talked about in that episode before about the Superman, um, just that you do whatever you need to do, whatever it takes to become whatever you want to be. Um, and, you know, if you can be courageous and blaze your own trail, then you should do that. So anyways, I think sometimes, obviously, people live like that, and that's their choice. God gives us free will. But I do want to read uh, just a couple verses. Um, Revelation 1.18, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, amen, and have the keys of hell and death. And of course, that's Jesus who died on the cross for us, and that he rose again, um, and he conquered death. And you can believe that life doesn't have a purpose if you want. Um, I believe it does, and I believe in God. I look at creation all around me, and I can ask myself, who made this? It wasn't by chance. Um, and then Acts 17, it says, Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God, whom therefore you ignorantly worship him, declare I unto you. God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worshipped with man's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath in all things, and hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell in all the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation, that they should seek the Lord, if haply they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. So I think it's interesting, again, that we often create gods of our own doing, whether it's with our hands or idols or ourselves. Um, but we know that there is a Lord of heaven and earth. We have that inside of us. It's just whether we choose to indulge our flesh or to seek after God. Um and, and James, and this is kind of probably, I don't know. Let me read something different before that one. Psalm 146, uh, it says, this is David talking. Praise ye the Lord, praise the Lord, O my soul. While I live, I will praise the Lord. I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. Put not your trust in princes, nor in the son of man in whom there is no help. Son of man like little s. His breath goeth forth, he returneth to his earth, and that very day his thoughts perish. Happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God. So all these philosophers or 
um, anybody really, any person, we don't need to put our trust in them and in their ideas because they are the creation. They're not the creator. They didn't make their own brain. Um, they can try to use their brain, uh, usually not very well, but I think a lot of times when we put our trust in a person or people, often we are disappointed. Often we find out they don't actually know everything they said they know. <laughs> and we have to always rely on God and rely on His Word. And again, you can choose not to, but tell me how it's working out for you. And then uh, for me right now, James 4, 7, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. I think a lot of times Satan, oh, there's always a spiritual warfare going on, and he's constantly trying to uh, keep you from God, keep you from getting closer to God, um, keep you from glorifying God, keep you from growing in the Lord, and, and keep you discouraged. But I think it is encouraging to hear that if we just submit, we obey the Lord, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. That's pretty simple. Um, so I pray that for you today. Pray that for me too. Um, I know that God is good and I do have faith in God. I know that sometimes things can get discouraging and sometimes circumstances happen because people are not following God. But I know that, like I said in the last episode, we have to plant our feet in the foundation of God. And if you haven't done that yet, I invite you to. It's the only way that you will uh, not sink and not become overwhelmed uh, by the circumstances. And believing that there's no purpose to life and believing <laughs> um, that there's no good and evil and there's no God that's definitely only going to cause you to sink further. So anyways, I hope you'll have a great week. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or need a physical Bible, feel free to DM me on Instagram at walkwithjesuspodcast, or you can always email me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com, and I will talk to y'all next Monday. <laughs>